going to be an editing fucking nightmare. Um, <laughs> luckily, when I'm all IPA'd up after the Super Bowl, that'll be easy to edit. There you go. There you go. All right, guys, and welcome back to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 101 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Do this. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana, and with me, as always, winner of Best Leading Man in a Sports-Related Podcast, Most Awesome. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. I can't believe I actually won. (laughs) I can't believe I did it. It's just me in the audience, slow clapping, just like you. That's you, brother. That's you. That's all you. Uh, We got a jam-packed episode 101, so we'll get right into it. We're doing rip from the headlines. We're doing the Super Bowl takes. That's right. We're recording this on a Saturday. Uh, We have a guest coming in studio to talk a little Oscar talk, but we are going to give you that Super Bowl post game that you need to hear. We'll drop it in there. Our guest is Danny Schluck. He's coming in here. We're going to talk a little bit about the Oscars top nine Pictures up for movies. We'll break those down. He's going to give us the rankings. Then we're going to kind of merge into Brandana Gambling Corner. That's right. People yeah. do bet on the Oscars. As in people, I mean me. And we'll see yeah. what those odds are and what's looking what. Then we're going to jump into the Neapolitan Showdown. Brother, we're talking top three statues. Top three okay. statues. Why are we talking about that today? <laughs> let's just talk. Let's, let's hot statue talk. Um, and then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. Starts now. Rip from the headlines, Super Bowl L-I-V. Why are we talking about this week, brother? Hi, this is Patrick Mahomes, and we just won the Super Bowl. Kansas City, we're coming home, baby. <laughs> That's why we're talking about it. That's why we're talking about it. Oh, how happy is our general fan base? Ooh, happy enough to call off work tomorrow. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some definite friends on that thread that are not going to be making it to the Top nah. hidden that old time clock. That's not happening. Is that? But that should be an acceptable reason. Like if you live in Kansas City right now, you ain't showing up. Right? I think absolutely. There's, you know, let's let's talk the macro a little bit. Like why we have we have all these holidays and whatever. Why can we not make the Monday after the Super Bowl? That should be a holiday. We should do that. I tell you what. In this up, upcoming election, whoever puts that on their on their platform <laughs> yeah. is going Fast to track. win. People are going to be like, "100%, I want this day off." Yeah, I, I or move the game back to a Saturday. Do you think we should move the game? Is is there any change, or are we just good with where the game's at? Two weeks out, we should move it to a Saturday for sure. I don't see why not. We play playoff games on Saturday. Why not? Yeah, I they mean, get it two weeks into it, let's just yeah, play you it on two a weeks. Saturday. Yeah, it's just like thirteen days instead of fourteen. You're fine. Let's play it on that. So we'll do that. Um, okay, so watch the game real fast. We'll go macro and then we'll go micro as I like to do. What was your big yeah. takeaway? Did 49ers disappoint? Did Chiefs overachieve? Did it shake out the way you thought it would? What went down? 
Well, I mean, it definitely shook out the way I thought it would, although I didn't, I wasn't feeling that watching the game. Yeah. But the Chiefs doing the Chiefs things that like we talked about, I think it was two or three pods ago, they have the ability to flip the switch deep into the fourth quarter down 10 points. Yeah. They changed a little bit of pace. They, they ran the hurry-up offense and got a big chunk play to Hill for 44 yards. And it just started to give that, that offense just enough rhythm that they needed to to get uh, you know a couple scores up on them. Yeah, to me, Mahomes looked a little off the first half, uh, yeah, and even did. going to the third quarter, a little off. Not like scary so, but it's like a little bit, and it's just like that pass rush, which I think we all talked about. That was going to be a thing. It was just like, is he going to be able to get enough time to like escape out to run a little bit to extend the play uh, through a couple ints, which I thought was a little un Mahomes, uh, and then score twenty one points Bad. in the last nine minutes. Yeah. Yeah, bad, bad ints. Like the first one was just a misfire right into the yeah, Fred. That Warner, one looked the, ugly. The, that was an the, ugly int. That one was a bad one. And then the second one doesn't look as bad, but it, the ball was behind on a quick hitter. The ball was behind the receiver, and it, yeah. you know, bops up and right into the defender's hand. So he did not look good. And that was that second int was in the third quarter. The and you mentioned earlier the San Francisco 49er pass rush was really starting to get some hits on him. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, this is this is not what you want as a Chiefs fan to be watching because they couldn't they couldn't give him time to dial something up, a, a deep ball, and they just weren't hitting on, on all cylinders right there. Okay, so let's talk about what San Francisco did good first because they did, sure. uh, I think it was that third drive, they looked kind of unstoppable. They did what San Francisco does, like a lot of movement pre-snap, and just like right. I, I think it was like what like eight rushes, two passes, and like down the field yeah. in four minutes. I'm pulling all this out of my ass. It feels semi right, but it was just like they just couldn't be stopped, and they threw to the tight end that's not Kittle for the TD. Oh no, that was yeah, juice check the the fullback kind of blocking all all. He had two TDs, I think, that he game, right? Or no, yeah, just one. Yeah, 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 or one was one was rushing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he they just. What they did is they schemed them up really well, and they just had a lot of misdirection plays. They weren't like – I know people were saying that they were trick plays. There was a couple reverses, but most of it was just they were just uh, – I think they just were moving and getting the Chiefs off balance just enough to break off seven, eight, nine yards here, a big chunk here. Uh, and Jimmy G in the first half didn't look great. Uh, anytime that – I wrote in the note after at the at, at halftime – I was like, it feels like the momentum is definitely in San Francisco's favor. They need to rely heavy on the run. Play action for Jimmy G seems like the recipe. Dropbacks, it's just not going to happen for him unless it's something quick. But even then, like he he's he's not he's not looking quality in the in the pocket. He's not looking like a quality quarterback making good throws. And uh, they need to get play action. They need to set him up off the run, and that's what they did in that third quarter where he came out just dealing aces. He was like 9 of 11 to start the, 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 the second half. Yeah. is is uh, After watching this, uh, go to the micro a little bit, uh, performances, is Jimmy Garoppolo tier one quarterback? No. I, I, not after watching this. Just because that second half, they had like a minute 20 left, and they didn't they had all their timeouts. Yeah. They didn't use any of their timeouts. It, I think I said it on the text thread. It felt like they didn't want to put Jimmy G in a spot to have to perform under pressure, under you know, under the gun, under the 
the crunch of time. So we're just going to run a couple plays, and we're not really going to challenge Jimmy G because, in my mind, that, that means that they felt like he was more apt to have a bad throw or force a play than he was to lead him down the field. So that was very indicative to me in the first half. Then flash forward to the end of the second half, they're down four points. They've got, what was it, like two minutes and 15 seconds? I, I, I guess going to bring that up, yeah. And yeah, and they didn't, like, I, I was going to, I wonder if that made your, like, your hair stand up a little bit and just kind of, like, flag something. It's just, yeah. like, you got three timeouts you got the, and the two-minute warning, and you're kind of right. just running the ball in the middle. It looks like you're trying to run out the clock. Yeah, exactly, and it just it didn't give me a lot of con- I felt, I felt like they had zero confidence in his big playability, under you know under pressure, and it came to fruition in the second half. I was like, yeah. this is not this is not a good re- this is not the place that the 49ers want to be in right now. Well, it's also shitty because you show your hand a little bit, also, right? If you're doing it at the end of the second half, you're letting the Chiefs defense know it's just like we don't trust this guy to like. And I knew he had threw an INT like up to that point, which we all knew that Jimmy Garoppolo INT was going to happen. But there were times also on that, like I, I bring up the third drive again, where he's picking apart that kind of. I don't. Were they running zone the entire time? I don't think there was in the zone. I think they were just getting big gaps, big windows, and Jimmy was. It it, was, it didn't have to be like precision passing. And I'll say that as like, as as a wash for the entire game, like I didn't see a lot of precision passing. Like I saw a lot of scheming on taking advantage of big windows and just dropping the ball in there. Cause to be honest, I didn't think any, like either of the two quarterbacks were super precise, but what I no, did, they didn't. Yeah. What no, I, they didn't look, they didn't look crisp the entire game, but go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say what I did see is like scheming on both the OCs part to where they were like doing things where it gave them, give their quarterbacks, time to take advantage of like some windows like there wasn't any like tight windows is more of just like oh they're like a zone or like someone's dropping down in between like the two levels of coverage so we can get the ball there yeah i mean with uh with jimmy g in particular it was all set up off the run and it was one or two reads all right throw it and they're relatively i want to i don't want to say easy throws but they were easy throws but then if you think back to the fourth quarter there you know, they had the one big play where Emmanuel Sanders, who was really quiet all game, broke free, beat the secondary of the Chiefs, and, and Jimmy G airmailed it by, like, five, six yards. Yep, like, exactly. That was, that was the moment. That was the play that they needed to hit it, and he sailed that thing. I mean, if you watched, I think, the replay of it, they showed Kyle Shanahan, the the head coach of the 49ers, saw it. You could see him get tense up. He's like, oh, he's got him. And then as soon as you could see the ball was like, like oh, you could just he was deflated. He was like, oh. He just airmailed that thing. He just sent it fucking into the who, second row. Who did you think was winning the game at halftime? I felt like it was San Francisco had the momentum as well as kind of the Chiefs were playing. And as they weren't, the, the 49ers weren't playing great, but it was only a 10 10 half. And I felt like them squeezing out that touchdown, the 49ers right at the end of half, getting the ball back in the second half. Uh, to start, I was like, it feels like they've got a little bit of the momentum right now, and it feels like the Chiefs were weren't playing on all cylinders, and and even though they they should have been up by a couple scores, not just one score, yeah, with their offense, yeah, which they've been doing kind of all year, but usually like it'd be they they start kicking the gear because we look at these games and most of the time they battle back and get a lead at least in the postseason by like halftime. And they didn't have it there, right. and it was tied up. So there's also like it was what tied we, up, and it was tied up, and and it felt like you know they 
they missed opportunities. Like it felt yeah. like they just kind of let the 49ers back in. And that seemed to me like that's the, the way that the 49ers wanted to play. It's like, all right, just let us hang around here. And eventually we'll just grind you out in our defensive line, which happened in the second half. We're just going to take over. And that's where I thought, Oh, we're in trouble because the chiefs don't have like Patrick Mahomes didn't look dialed in yeah, that whole not. game. And it was like, I don't know if he's going to be able to pull it out, but he was. Yeah. You got it done. So, um, obviously, eight minutes left, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Chiefs down by 10. You think it's Niners at that point, yeah? Yeah. I mean, it is. it is. Yeah, Mahomes does that, right it throws that INT like inside like 35-yard line. They're marching down. They don't get that field goal, so it's like shit. Yeah, exactly. And it felt like they – and so the defense for the Chiefs stepped up huge. They got a, a real big three and out. Chris Jones towards the end. The defensive line, Frank Clark, Chris Jones – played great because chris jones had like two or three tip balls in that fourth quarter in those yeah. last great. couple drives huge tip balls huge tip balls huge huge and uh so they came back and they shut him out three and out after that int which is huge that was the that was the series where they needed the 49ers needed to put just a little bit more space in between them chiefs get the ball back after three three and out and that's where they played with tempo a little bit you could see Patrick Mahomes after he ran out of bounds one play, just kind of scrambling for his life. He was like, all right, let's hurry up. Let's go, 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 go. Let's go. Because yeah. they just needed to get a rhythm going. And is that uh, is that is that Mahomes taking the reins away from like um Andy Reid? Andy Reid? I don't know if it is or well, if it's just back, like, also like if we if we look at little shit, like if we look at the history of Andy Reid, like not great closing games out. We like Tennessee playoff right. game and just like not be able to handle the clock. Like, I wonder if there's a little bit of, like, Mahomes just, like, I'm not going to fucking get in this thing where we're not managing the clock. Like, I got this. And it just kind of takes over yeah, the yeah. game. Yeah, it definitely seemed like that there was some concerted effort. If Either it was Eric Bieniemy or Mahomes or all of them were like, look, like, we just need to accelerate our pace. We can play at a fast pace. So it's not like we're doing something that we're not used to doing, but we need to accelerate this pace. Probably also, too, that they needed to just squeeze extra possessions out of that time they knew yeah exactly the the the, the other defender is the clock at that point so it's like as if i can squeeze as many plays into into these final nine minutes as possible because i know kyle on the other side is going to be letting that 25 second clock tick down to two or three every single time yeah he's gonna get that so is this game more to you that the Chiefs won the game or the 49ers lost it i i hate this question i it's cheesy as fuck and whenever i hear it like it sucks but it's like the legit question, like what happened in this Super Bowl? Yeah, I, I want to say the Chiefs won it solely because they made the plays that they needed to make at the end of the game, even though what happened basically in the last nine minutes of the game where they just took the reins, they won the game. They took it over by well, control. Well, the, it wasn't like, the, the play of the game is like that 25-yard pass to Hill, right? On like It was like third and 15 or something, or third and 10? Tyreek Hill? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's forty-four yards. That, that big, huge. It was forty-four. Yeah. Oh, forty-four. Shit. Yeah. 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 That. Yeah. That was the. That was a big momentum, big chunk play. That was the biggest probably play of the game. It was. Yeah. Aside for a couple of the. Or the beside that. The, besides that fucking run that happened to blow up my prop pad, <laughs> like fucking two minutes later. But <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Exactly. Technically, yeah, yes, yes, one. yes. Yeah, but that was the thing that just gave him a little bit of life. But even then, on that throw too, if you if you watch it, and I know Hill is like is impossibly fast so it's got to be hard to throw a deep ball like Mahomes kind of underthrew that he did Mahomes yeah and Hill had a weight on it it was one of those well here's the thing I don't think I I don't think I think he threw it late 
That's it. I think, think he threw it late. I think he threw it late because he gets like you see Hill show up in that pocket and then he's sitting there waiting for the ball. Because I don't think you have to throw it much further because you throw it too much further, then he's in like the safety territory that's coming over to like that help and everything. It's just like it just seemed like it was just like Hill sat there and he's just like, can this fucking football get here? Like I want this football right now. Right, right. Get yeah, it? Yeah, Give yeah, me the football. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that looked like that should have been a touchdown either way, but that's a that's a better point. But either way late or underthrown yeah. the timing the rhythm was just off but it was it was in that margin of error for the chiefs where they're kind of like all right we can we can we can keep this pace going and we can ramp this up and you know i mean damian williams for the chiefs i i know the chiefs fans you know they brought him in from miami last year he was phenomenal for the chiefs i mean he was the most consistent throughout the game for the chiefs he was the best player yeah. through the majority of the game like Every quarter he made plays. Well, yeah, I think he, he, he converted that first fourth down, right? And then, like, there's yeah. sometimes, like, he was just, like, hitting – I just hitting the gaps at the right time against the very, like, if not the best, like, defensive line in football. Sure. So it was just, like, it, it would move the ball. Because I think we all came in as just, like, Chiefs running attack no one was talking about. And they did have yep. to rely on that early to, like, convert some shit or at least, like, keep, keep San Francisco honest so Pat Mahomes didn't have a hand in his face the entire time. Which you did. Right. And exactly, yeah. Damian Williams, 17 carries, 104 yards. And then uh, four catches for like 30 yards and a touchdown. I mean, huge, huge. Those are the types of players that you're not expecting. You know, you've got Hill and Watkins and Kelsey and obviously Mahomes. Damian Williams is not the guy that you're like, all right, this guy's going to – if you're like, this guy's going to be their best offensive player that game, you're like, good. That's exactly what we want. How good was the Super Bowl? This was a good Super Bowl. I, it was. It was entertaining. It was. Yeah. It, and obviously, we were motivated by our our fan base being huge. Yeah, we we take care of you guys. We hear you guys. We hear you guys. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, it was good. I mean, it was very reminiscent of the Patriots Seahawks game. Uh, oh was yeah, that Super Bowl forty nine. Yeah. I think it was. But that was where that that's where the Patriots came down from ten zero or or down ten points late in the game and then the the Seahawks had that final possession that's the you know the 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 interception the the Malcolm Butler interception at the uh at the goal line there Mm. so they were down 10 points as well too came down and obviously Jimmy G threw a T an INT much later in that uh process or you know yeah I wish I watched more of that Patriots uh Falcons game I was just I was in an uber brother I was in an uber for most of it I thought the fucking game was over I'm sorry I'm an idiot Right. No, no, that's the, no, 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 that's the, I'm talking about the, the I don't know. I'm talking about a different Falcons. one. Like I agree with your Seahawks oh, yeah. one. Yeah. I totally agree. Like throw oh, yeah. the interception on the quick slant. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. Oh, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, his, his MO, MO now has given up big leads. <laughs> he's the offensive coordinator of that Falcons lead or that Falcons game. I mean, if you're a professional football team in the Super Bowl and you're up 10 points in the fourth quarter with nine minutes left, what's your odds on that? I mean, I can tell you cause I looked him up. <laughs> I didn't mean, like, I mean, they got to be 90, 85, 90%. I mean, you've got to have a stranglehold on that lead at that point. That's not so dumb to win. Um, all right, so um, big thing. We'll close it up right now before we get Danny in here to talk about uh, the Oscar things. These two teams, which team's moving forward, which team's moving back? Both can be doing the same thing. Both can be doing the opposite thing. What are you thinking? I think they're going to both move forward. Obviously, the Chiefs have got a ton of offensive weapons. 
they don't have to – I don't – I mean, there's been much debate about Mahomes' contract. I mean, having his rookie deal is very, very advantageous for them. Uh, I think Watkins is up this year, so it'll be interesting to see on some of those how they move some money around in the offseason. But their core is relatively young, and they've got, uh, obviously, Mahomes. Same thing with the 49ers. They've got a lot of money wrapped up in Jimmy G. But I think as we start to see quarterback contracts come up, it's going to probably look like a fair market value for investing 130 some odd million dollars in, in a guy. Considering Dak is is asking for 40 and Kirk Cousins had 30 and Matt Stafford had all, all right. I'm going to lump oh, my guy into yeah, it. Yeah, that's fine. You did bring you did bring him up. Man, that's, that's a good point. Like, um, is there's a we have premium of quarterbacks right now, right? It's just like there's you yeah. got to get quarterbacks. So it's just it's kind of weird. I don't know what the actual math is. Maybe you can like educate me about it but if there's some quarterbacks that will take a discount to make their team better i, I don't know like do you take less money over the five years just i mean you kinda... could most guys have not tom brady's really the only one that that i can think of that really has taken a hometown discount yeah but historically guys are getting you know, pay me. Football, you, pay, you, yeah. pay me. Yeah. I, I, I might not have more than a couple years left, so you got to get all that money as much as possible. Um, Mahomes could do that, but I, I mean, I don't know. He doesn't have like a Giselle or like a secondary income that's coming in, um, and, and, you know, and totally like, oh, you know, my wife makes $50 million a year. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, my hat's off real fast to Pat Mahomes got the Super Bowl ring. If he wants to talk about being the GOAT, he needed that hardware, right? And that's what we'll end it. Like right now, if, you, if you're going to be yeah. – Tom Brady got six. Is there yeah. any way you can talk about being the GOAT without six rings? There's not, right? You no, know, exactly. It's very much like that Jordan, you know, LeBron comparison. Um, you, you need to have the titles. You need to have the chips. You got to at least match the chip t- count to be there. And I get it. Mahomes is the youngest MVP, the youngest Super Bowl MVP I get it. That's all great, but I need now. I need longevity, and I need chips. I need six. If you if you want to be considered the greatest, you got to get six. Kansas City Chiefs fans, congratulations, Pat Mahomes, <laughs> getting that chip. Can't wait to edit that out. Kansas City Chiefs, put that back. There in you there. go. I like I like that Sunday post Super Bowl. Kansas pod, ah, post pod. All right, Dennis, let's go Oscar talk. Ranking the Academy Award nominees for Best Picture. Then we're going to blend that into a little bit of talk about the odds for Best Picture. Uh, Danny was came in and you talked to me earlier. Uh, needs a little walkthrough exact, uh, about exactly what odds mean. And probably a good refresher course after 101 episodes for you non-gamblers out there. Exactly what the numbers mean when you're looking at them. Before we get into that, we had Hot LaCroix talk in kind of the hmm. pre-row. Talking about how long has this drink been around. So, um, I don't know. I can look it up. I just remember my dad drinking it, and then there's just a resurgence. I don't know if it was, like, with all these new diets, but all of a sudden it was just, like, 
a flavored soda water is the way to go. I mean, that seems crazy because your dad, I mean, this is, he's a guy in the middle of Kansas. I don't even yep. see, like, I don't remember seeing LaCroix. Yeah, like, it was, like, it was like on the bottom shelf, like you would go he's down. He's like, like, buy this, yeah, it's French and it's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it, was, it would be, it would be in the, uh, you know, it's, it's in that soda aisle, but below like the bottled waters, there was always just kind of, now sparkling waters, there's all the different brands. There's bubbly, LaCroix, like. Pellegrino's I in just there. don't get though, but now it's a phenomenon. Like, how does stuff like that happen? How is everyone yeah. just drinking it now? It's like what you buy on set. I I hate it. I hate that slight. It always tastes to me like something that's had ice in it that's like kind of melted, and so it <laughs> sure, just yeah. tastes like it. Yeah, like, it feels, I hate feels like it. you grabbed a vodka soda that somebody sat down like an hour and a half ago. And like, what the Maybe you could put it with booze. Like, I don't think I've never drank it with booze, but no, it seems I, like it, it would probably home run. Well, that's that's kind of doing too, like the Trulies and the White Claws and stuff. Like, that's mm. basically like flavored soda water with alcohol in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. That that that's where I felt like Lacroix and all those things came in, like right around the the, the same time. It's like, hey, let's go for low cal. Let's go for non carbohydrate filled drinks. That makes sense. To, to, for you to sit there and say that your dad drank it, I it like blows my mind. And I I wonder to Danny's point of the resurgence is like how much of it has to do with just the can and like the redesign of the can. Cause I can't imagine seeing your dad in like the nineties drinking like this highly designed stylized can. <laughs> so of, wait, did of, they, did they redo it? Did it look like that? Uh, I think they did redo it, but honestly, look, look that's a nineties looking can, bro. Like LaCroix is a nineties looking. You can. think that's, this nineties looking oh, can? That, guess, that is right. right. That's right up the alley. Like I could like on the set of blossom. Uh, I mean that, that screams like, Florida Marlins when they first came out like that feels like super 1993. There are some bullshit flavors. Let's get some graphic designers on here. What flavors? What's the worst flavors? I don't even. I could even tell you, but they could just like throw up two words on a can, and since it's new, it's by they're like, oh, hibiscus something or other. Like, and (laughs) I, I bet. There's a hibiscus something. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst one that we have tried accidentally because they're both the same green color. I like the lemon lime because it's the the, the least kind of offensive Oh, that's flavor. right. The fucking apple one. There's an apple one. There's also a key lime, Ooh, which is ass. disgusting. Oh, that's right. I, I Yeah, we talked about that because that one's like slightly sweet. Because it's like key it's lime. Sweet. Oh, so disgusting. Right, exactly. Like it, like someone ran it through a, a blender and then sifted it through, and that's what you got. Disgusting. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in for hot <laughs> soda water talk. Um, we're here. Now we got Danny on for the annual uh, Oscar podcast. Before we get into that, Danny, this is your second time on the show or third time? Uh, third. Maybe. Th- I don't know. I talked about the Oscars, and I also did the dating yeah. game. So, okay, I do. Yeah. So before we get into the Oscar talk, which obviously we're going to do, that's why we're all here today. Um, we got to get this dating game. Didn't we say we we're going to get you God. back on for the dating game? Oh, yeah. Was that supposed, was that in your writer? Was that not supposed to bring that up? It's just such a bad idea. Like for your sports <laughs> podcast. Like I thought it was. Oh, a you blast. know what the fans would oh, love? It was fun. Like this forty-year-old. It's like it's just so like some people suddenly be like, wait, what the fuck is this? I feel like I just think it's a bad. Idea. Maybe not to do a date. If you are going to do a dating game, not yeah. with someone my age. Like, I don't. How are you going to set up three women that, like, my age range that are That's single? Not me. That's not Look, us. We'll you, guys have tons, yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys have tons of You don't worry about ideas. the details. You just sit there and be handsome. What? Yeah, what if they're three athletes? Then that kind of ties into sports. You guys don't need to yeah, reach yeah. sports. Sports keeps going, guys. Like, that's, <laughs> that's why you did a sports podcast. Um, okay, so I think the premise right now is we're going to come out of the gate. And um, let's figure out what most awesome is seen, what I've seen. We did get homework that we had to do uh, two podcasts ago. I'm pretty sure we both weren't 100% on 
I did see a little bit of, oh, well, well no spoilers. All right, so Best Picture, let's talk about that. We have nine nominees, Little Women, 1917, Ford vs. Ferrari, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Marriage Story. How many of these do you see most awesome? I have seen four of these, which feels like a huge accomplishment in itself I, for me. I'm right weirdly there. kind of proud of you. I know, exactly. Big shout out to the Doff and his his lovely lady friend who, who hooked me up with some, uh, some access to these movies. So I saw Jojo Rabbit. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite, and then I actually went and saw Joker in the theater. Oh, that's great, because then there's even, there's like, I think three of them are on Netflix, right? Yeah, I... Uh, you decided uh, right. to not watch them, or do you not have Netflix? <laughs> oh, I do have Netflix. Irishman is a big three-hour commitment. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. There are some long Didn't have a lot of time. Yeah. When's yes. the last time you had three yeah. hours available in your life? Most awesome. We just had like a three-hour block. I mean, unless I want to just be worthless the next day, anytime after like nine o'clock at night, nine thirty at night is when I have. But I try and get a show or two in or a movie in, and that's about my limit. Yeah, that makes sense. I would have had to have broken up the Irishman into two parts minimum. Uh, and they probably should have done that themselves. Okay, uh, so I saw Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joker, and then I saw most of Little Women last night. <laughs> oh, look at you. Does that mean you fall asleep or left? I will get into it. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's oh, like, no. funny the story, they will kick you out of a theater for <laughs> masturbating during Little Women. Um, all right, Dan, so you're going to rank. So you did see all these. That's right, all nine in the theater. All right, so going to movies is kind of, that's your back. That's sure, your, that is true. Like, I'm in the opposite of most of us. I get, like, I have, you know, different lives. So, like, yeah, free, time. free time. Like, boom. Like, some people, it's weird, like... They have a phobia about going to movies alone. Some people, oh, like, won't do it. it. I think, I mean, I've, I've definitely, I don't know about most often, obviously, did with family, but I, the majority of movies I've seen alone. I remember, didn't, you and I independently right. went to see, was, no, we went to Jackie Brown together. We went to another movie. I, I was, I was seeing Looper and you walked in or vice versa. That's right. <coughs> we, we live in the same town and it's a movie that I knew he would be into and he probably knew that I liked it. We did not bother calling each other because we were just like, no, no. and we just randomly like showed up at the same like looper showing. I, we did sit next Perfect. to each other though. Yeah, we well, because you kind of have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a little that, like, that yeah. actually that I felt because I didn't know it was gonna happen, so I always thought I'm like that's even kind of weird. Like, well, no, now we have to. All right, so going to the movies is your hobby. Before we get into this list, is there any kind of movie that didn't show up on Best Picture that you're kind of bummed about? Uh, if uh, first of all, I think nine is way too many. But so yeah, if they're yeah. gonna do nine, like I liked, <clears throat> I like Knives Out quite a bit. I thought it was really awesome. But, yeah. Uh, um, I liked Uncut Gems. Have you seen Uncut Gems? I that did, seems yeah. right up your alley. Like, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I think talking a little bit. Uh, you didn't see it, right? Most awesome. I haven't seen it, and that's one of those things where that is a movie that I was like, man, I wish I could have seen that one. So here's so Uncut Gems is a little bit. I don't like this when this happens. The the hype was way too strong for it. I yeah. did enjoy it, but. And I also will get into the Adam Sandler thing. Adam Sandler, like, kind of making a quip about, like, how he wasn't nominated. Like, I, I just think that's I, shitty and kind of embarrassing. I think that's crazy, yeah, that people – that anyone's like, oh, I should have been – like, what? He wasn't – like, I think it was – was it Drive or something? But it was um, that one – I'm not going to remember the actor's name because I put it on the spot. But uh, he was in Network. He plays the other guy that's not William Hurt. Yep. Oh, William Hurt's. William Hurt, yeah, in, in uh, it's network, right? Or broadcast news, broadcast oh, okay. news. Oh, 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 Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks. Yeah. 
Like when he didn't get nominated for Drive, he was just like, yeah. the Academy doesn't really like me or something. Like he tried to do that like salad. Uh, That's even crazy. I mean, it is crazy that like people do seem to want it. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. it seems tacky in a way that tacky, maybe yeah. didn't happen before. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, I'd, well, it's, I'd, yeah, in such a subjective medium, it's like why you know it's not like you can fight for it. I mean, if they if you didn't get nominated, you didn't get nominated. But that's I mean, that's not the end all be all. I mean, you you, you can find other ways to get your your uh, your credits, if you will, right? I mean, it seems weird to do that. I mean, plus the idea of being snubbed. Once there's nine best pictures and there's only five director slots, like someone's not gonna get nominated. Yeah. Like, which you know, right? I don't know. Do you feel like it's expanded nine? Are is this like kind of um, particip- participation trophy strong? But is it just in an urge to like do inclusiveness? Like we kind of need a movie from like every genre. Does that make any sense? Uh, like, I think it's probably all just like the more movies they put up, maybe they'll get more interest. It's all like you know, they want to try to. I don't think the people really watch the Oscars, so it's kind of like they'll take whatever they can get to like, uh, you know, get eyeballs on it. They're like and. It all happened from the Dark Knight. Like once they didn't nominate that, like then they went to like ten pictures. Like so that way we can, you know, yeah, get anything we want. And, you know, no jokers on them. And, and weren't they going to do a? Um, they were going to do like a best. Uh, oh, the, yeah. Last year they're going to do what was it? Most popular or yeah, something, something like, like most that? popular. Movie. Yeah, like the most popular. And then they they squashed that before it even happened, right? Yeah. Is that just to get, to get like the like the uh, superhero phenomenon and all those the the big box office tents that yeah. are out there the movies that are out there yeah I would yeah. imagine I think so. now now that now that becomes very participation award type trophies I mean like let's have a little uh, you know a sophistication Oscars come on exactly uh, okay so we're gonna guess um, most awesome and I are gonna try to guess your ranking so once again real fast if you guys are driving just so you know. Little Women, 1917, Ford vs. Ferrari, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Marriage Story. Let's start at the bottom. What do you have at his ninth spot most awesome? Because uh, you hated the dating game so much, I'm going to go Little Women with number nine because I don't uh, – aside from that, I don't know. Look, I know. that could be – that is a pretty decent guess. But, uh, yeah. He uh, did s- guess my number one last year. Oh, he did? Nice. Um, I'm going to go – at the bottom spot, I'm going to do – Ford versus Ferrari. That's close. It is. I mean, it's Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit's yeah, nine. Yeah. Man, really? I like Jojo <laughs> Rabbit a lot. You didn't like yeah. it. Yeah, I know. No, I, I. I would actually say it's the only movie in there that like I didn't like really. Like, and, and look, really, I, I wish I could have seen it again because maybe it just caught me at a bad time. I just kind of, its tone was really like, it has some tonal shifts. It kind of wants its cake and eat it too. It's like it's so silly, but it's also like. There are some heavy, heavy moments. Subject, right? yeah. They have the bad luck of kind of looking like Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson yeah. made that Scout movie, so it seems like Red, Wes yes. Anderson light. And I just, I don't. The, even the funny stuff, I didn't. I didn't think it was that funny. Like, or the best parts I thought were in the trailer. Kind of, there were lots yeah. of stuff I didn't think was funny. I mean, do you think the kids were good? Yeah, I thought the kids were good. Um, there are some parts of just like kind of. It was all over the. Like I say, I liked. I thought Scarlett Johansson was good. Yeah, she was really good in it. The kid was great. I thought the kid was phenomenal in it. And the director, I think, caring like writing, directing, and playing the Adolf character was like that was a huge task, a huge undertaking. I thought he was great. Yeah, and it's weird to see him not nominated pretty much for anything except for you know best picture. Yeah, I honestly have it in my. Um, so I think I have one tier by itself with uh, I, no spoiler alerts, but it's definitely like it's in the top three this year for me for sure. Yeah, I was oh and I. I thought the trailer was awesome. I went in thinking 
Oh, you really I was going to love it, and I just didn't like it. That hmm. sucks. That's a tough thing. Um, all right, so he has Jojo Rabbit at nine. All right, so eight spot. This obviously will get a little redundant. I'm still going to go with Ford versus Ferrari again until I hear it because I don't think Danny likes cars. <laughs> Right, right. I'll keep with Little Women. I'll keep it there. I'll stay on the <laughs> We're just going to keep repeating it. It's <laughs> like, just one and two. Yeah, exactly. Like, we just keep saying this over and over. He's, he's like, can you say Little Women more than once? <laughs> uh, it is Ford versus Ferrari, which was the last one I saw. Probably, yeah, I probably wouldn't have seen it if I wasn't coming on here to do it. But, I mean, I, and look, I, I liked it, though. And a lot of these middle ones, you could all switch around. It wouldn't really matter yeah. to me. It's just sometimes right. with these... That you know, it's based on a true story, and when it's just like linear and they tell the events, it's kind of like, yeah, man, it was really good. I yeah. like the driving stuff, but it's kind of like I I'll, read ne- I'll never watch that movie again. <laughs> yeah, like, and I don't know if it's should you base movies on that if you're gonna watch it again. Like, I don't know. Like, but it was competent. It was good, but it's number eight. That's a great call, and let's dog ear that. Not dog ear. Let's jump into it right now. Like rewatchability yeah. for me, that is that is high because you think about these movies that won like Shape of Water, like fine the artist like fine but it's like i'm never gonna throw that in i'm never gonna buy that on apple Mm -hmm. and watch it again so it's like should that way you're never you're never gonna see it on hbo and go oh yeah let's jump in on this pick up in the middle of it never gonna happen i I think that should i don't know for me for me not it should for me it weighs into best picture like i want to i want to be able like be excited about firing up again yeah i agree uh all right sweet uh so seven spot i'm gonna go with 1917 I'm <laughs> gonna write that little gonna go, track, Yeah, right. Damn it, you broke it up. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with a marriage story again, keeping with my dating game theme. Gotcha. Um, I, it's actually Parasite. This also brings Ooh. up a point when, like, when everyone loves and look, I again, I thought it was really good. I liked it. Uh, it's also sometimes you feel weird when everyone loves it. And I'm like, ah, I feel weird putting that so low. But yeah, I will say, yeah, a, I, a lot of these movies are kind of depressing and just the. Parasite's tough to explain. It's a lot about class and like poor sure. people, and I'm just like, wow, yeah, this is really good. I'm like, kind of depressing, kind of bummed, but it was good. It's just you know. Plus, I felt I felt like there were some big jumps in it where they just kind of accelerated that storyline pretty quickly throughout it, and I was just kind of like, eh, you know. I mean, I guess we're we're here now. We can go ahead and just, you know, the whole family just becomes a bunch of uh, con artists and and dives right in, and they fall, you know. This, the elite family falls prey to it really quickly. I don't know. It just felt like it just happened very quickly, and they just ran through it pretty quickly. I, I, I don't know necessarily if that uh, it felt like a big leap to me sometimes. I saw the macro view. Do you ever feel like, beyond like, like, are people kind of into movies a little bit more if they're like a foreign film? Like, try to support like with the subtitles. Is it feeling like I'm a little bit more high class watching this? Or sure, and the the opposite too. People are like, oh, I'm not. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to catch that. Subtitles pass. Um, all right, that's, that's weird. So it's so there's not like obviously we're now we're going into like number six, and you've been kind of complimenting right. all these movies. There's no movie on this list that you're like dog shit doesn't belong here, like nominated for best picture. Jojo Rabbit. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, I would say they're all kind of similar. Besides, like my number one is definitely my number one, and my I thought I had to think hard on two, three, four, but the rest are kind of all in the middle. All right, so um, five spot. I am gonna go with. Uh, well, I'll stick with 1917. Wait, did you say... Uh, wait, you wrote, six? Did you say that? Oh, yeah, sorry, I put 1917. You're six, you're right, yeah. Sorry. Where the sixth spot, I put 1917. I was so confident you were going to do that, and you did not. 
So you did Parasite. Let me change my list. Everybody, relax, listeners. There is a process. Uh, all right, six. I'll go with 1917. Yeah, I'll stick with. I'll go with that one. Cause I've been over so far. Well, let's just see. Yeah, what we I got one point. Together. Oh, is this a this is like a Neapolitan showdown right now? I got yeah, I'm trying to tie. I'm just Guys, trying to get my, on the board. Uh, my number six is 1917. Yes. Oh, look at that. We um, should get a point. Again, I liked it. Uh, the one shot thing. I mean, it's not one shot, but you know, it's try, it's trying yeah, to vibe, yeah. portray itself as one shot. Sort of a gimmick. I mean, I don't know if it's definitely necessary. There was, I am kind of surprised that it seems to be like the front runner now for best picture. I, I thought it was fine, it but I guess runner. like also slightly boring in parts. This is one is like I'm I'm not a big war movie guy. I did want to yeah. go see this. Uh, the feedback has been it's a little bit more leaning to the kind of gimmick of what it pulled off and less of just like story. I mean, there are parts of it that are beautiful and there are good parts of it um there's one odd thing there are rats in it but there's cgi rats it's the only time animals come up mm. to bug you with the cgi yeah. like it looks so weird yeah it does like yeah. i don't know it kind of took me out of it that's a weird nitpick but i can say i would put it somewhere in the middle like Danny, you'd watch their- coming in hot with fuck cgi rats <laughs> you heard it here do not try to pull the wool over his eyes with your fucking rats all right um all right but you number didn't, five you didn't catch 1917 right most awesome Nope, Are you ever gonna see, see it? it? Are you a war movie guy? Do you like this? I know I would Ryan? totally watch war movies. Yeah, I mean, I I think you guys are right. It's like the 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 gimmick of the one shot stands out more than anything out of the movie itself, like the story or anything. That's the the talking point. Um, so for that, I probably wouldn't have wasted any money going and seeing it in theater. It, but if it is, you know, available on Netflix or, or Hulu or HBO or anything like that, I'll probably check it out. But I'm not going to go, like, out of my way to go see it. All right. We're going to follow up on Podcast 200. Sounds like it's going to slip to the cracks. He's not going. <laughs> yeah. He's not seeing <laughs> Let's put money down right now. I'm going to set the odds at um, plus 600. Most awesome. Never sees 1917. <laughs> um, all right. Number five spot. I'm going to go with The Irishman. Oh, damn it. You took that one. I was trying to get off the fucking... Uh, I'll say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, number five is The Irishman. Oh! Um, a movie which I, I liked a lot. thought it was really good. Again, it has a slight gimmicky angle to it, I guess, with the de-aging. Um, yeah. I liked... Uh, I, I, I mean, it was, again, depressing. I liked the, the last half of it more. Like I, Is it too long? No, I don't think it's too long. It's fine. I guess, like... De Niro's like a main character and it kind of like he's kind of like a blank slate to me it's just like this yeah. killing machine that I don't really I don't quite know why he's doing it I don't yeah. really care one way or the other it was all good I liked it I thought the the last third with everyone dying and being old like was very good and very like depressing though like a lot of movies on this list so I don't know somewhere in the middle don't know if I'll be watching it that soon but so it I does re- seem like a movie you could watch in parts like most of his movies oh parts okay so are you a gangster movie guy like do you, oh yeah are sure. you obsessed with like casino and like goodfellas sure but i mean it's no you know it's not either it's either. different than those yeah. but like you know it's an interesting spin on that like the the old what happens to these fucking guys so the irishman i went um so had a few i had a day off had a few ipas midday went to catch like the four o'clock showing Got through about 15 minutes. He's like, you can get kicked out for jerking <laughs> off. <in the laughs> Back hour. to that. Woke up like 45 minutes later, and I was like, I... And then I just walked out. Because it was like, you know, you <laughs> yeah. got to give it your full, like, attention. So I was just like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I was like, I don't know what Al Pacino's doing right now. <laughs> Al Pacino's in this movie? I, this is like time, time to leave. 
Uh, Alright, sweet bro. Okay, so that was five. So now we're getting into the nitty gritty of the top spots. In number four, I'm gonna put... Fuck, I Jojo Rabbit pretty high. Uh, I'll do Marriage Story at the fourth spot. I'll go Little Women. Alright, and finally, a little Little Women in here at number there four. There you go. Uh, a Little Women? Yeah. Man, you were, si you were singing those praises. You told me I had to go see that. Well, I, no, well, I thought it was interesting. And more about, you know... Talking about being snubbed, but I were, will you, were say, you pranking me, bro? No, no, I wasn't. I I will say New Year's Day went in like you know maybe it, like Jojo like maybe this caught me at a good moment. I remember yeah. thinking I'm like wow that was awesome, and I did go see it again, and I was like so it kind of went down for me not because I thought it was worse. Uh, I guess yeah. too like going into the preconceived hmm. notions, I'm like this seems like the last thing. Yeah, you know it just doesn't seem like not for me necessarily. But I was so surprised that like. Wow, that was actually entertaining. They utilized time very well. It's kind of impressive. It's like a 150-year-old story that they're somehow like does keep my attention. Yeah. And so yeah. I came out. I was like, wow, that was good. It almost would have been number two. But then I saw it again. I had a couple IPAs. I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> but, uh, but I did kind of, you know, some more parts that got. I'm like, all right, it's a little cheesy. It's like old and timey, you know, yeah. like. Sure. But, yeah. How many, how many times have you ever done that where you've gone and seen it in a theater and then go back I can only think of maybe one or two times where I've seen a, a movie multiple times in the theater. Is that something um, that you I, do often? Ooh, I, very, very rarely nowadays. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. That, this one was kind of more for doing the show and wanting to do more homework, but very rarely. Sure. I, I did do it once with one movie on this list, that's for sure. But I think I did, oh, okay. I think I did Jurassic Park, Road to Perdition, not intentionally, <laughs> and then um, a, a Star is Born. I think I saw four not, times. Not intentionally. <laughs> well, I just someone mean, made me go. Oh, no, no. Yeah, someone made me go because I was a kid. Like, I, it's not like I was like I got to see Road to Perdition again. Like, people are gonna get confused. Like, that's in my top ten movies of all time. It is not. It's a fine movie. It doesn't deserve right, right. like me buying a ticket twice. And then I think, uh, yeah, A Star Is Born definitely rocked that. And then I saw Joker because I had a conference call. And then once upon a time, all right, I'm I'm fucking boring, you guys. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there, there we go. You're passive. Yes, you are, sir. All right, it's side up two to two. Going into the third spot, um, I'm going to stick with Marriage Story. Yeah, it kind of seems like it kind of seems like this one would be the one for, for number three. So I'm going to go Marriage Story too. Yeah, it is Marriage Story. Nice. Um, yeah, and I would like I say I, I flipped back and forth between flipping that and Little Women around. Uh, uh, odd that those two are fucking together, but I don't know. Just like so well acted, like very. That was mainly it. like the acting is so good. Like all the lawyers, like it's just, you know an interesting adult story. I probably would watch it again. Uh, yeah, I think there's a little rewatch based on Adam Driver's. I just I mean Adam Driver's so good, and just fucking everything. Yeah, he's so fucking good. And then like Scarlett Johansson just crushing home runs. It's it's a different take also on these kind of um, Kramer versus Kramer movies, like whatever. It's just I've never seen it so much. You could see how they accidentally, how it goes from we're going to have this like amicable split up to like how it's two people pitted against each other and how that like kind of just like a loss of love, a frustration, like a jealousy, a, you know, like almost a sense of failure almost turns you guys into like adversaries, which I think is a really good angle because usually like, you know, I'm a big fan of Story of Us. I know you're a big right. Bruce Willis fan. Love that fucking movie. That movie, you kind of see it from, you know, their actual, like, heartbreak side. This seemed a lot more of just, like, how the courts and how an actual, like, Yeah, this one's a lot proceeds. more real, like, the, you yeah. know, story of us and get together in there. Oh, wait, but you didn't say, what do you think of Little Women? Oh, you probably, you... <laughs> uh, yeah, to be continued. 
They just like IPAs in a dark theater don't mix. Like that's just that's what we're saying. Did you see Marriage Story? Most awesome. Was that on your list? I didn't. I okay. didn't see it. I will probably see it. It's on Netflix. I, I it's just one of those ones where it's like I. I mean, I don't. I, I get it. It seems like a lot of harp. What's yeah. that? For I, Mary I, well, I don't. Nah, I mean, look, look, Doctor Mrs. The Commission. I can handle a little like divorce <laughs> anecdotes. I. I'm fine. We're fine. I actually would say it's one of the. It's not even in the depressing category. Like it's more. It's funnier and like. It's not like a slog to get through. Like, I don't think... He could watch it with his wife, probably. I mean, I don't know their relationship, yeah. but I don't know. Like, I just picture, like, if you're married... Yeah. Like, we're, you're, fine. We're, <laughs> fine. we're fine! We're fine! We're fine! We're fine, I tell you! Get her down here! Tell them how fine we are on the podcast, Dr. Mr. Commission. <laughs> tell them we're fine! It's just... I just imagine, like... True take. If you're married and you're going through, like, the day-to-day, just, like... You know, building the house and everything, it's just, like... I think the last thing you want to do is just fucking, like, watch something together. Like, all that yeah, shit falling apart. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes just even the heavier tone movies are just a slog to get through. Like sometimes at the end of the day, you're like, Yeah, why are we doing? I this? just want to put on like yeah. a like a light comedy and just just enjoy myself for the next yeah. ninety minutes. Put an MAB podcast on the record player and just sit back. Yeah, and relax. exactly. Just roll. Look at look at how funny <laughs> I am, honey. All right, we got two and one, and our two marriage or our two Ooh. movies left. If I'm tracking this white, would be Joker and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, in the two spot runner-up, I am going to put Joker. Yeah, I, I wrote Joker too, uh, as well. Yeah, it is Joker, and this this was the opposite. I went in, I'm like, I'm not a big Todd Phillips guy. I don't yeah. like The Hangover, and like, you know, I, I don't know. I kind of have mixed feelings about him, so I wanted to really kind of dislike it. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I can't, I, there's not much I can complain about. I thought it was funny. I thought it was yeah. well-acted, beautiful. We're harkening back. I like I like the King comedy and Taxi Driver, so it's kind of an easy win for me. Like it made it look like that, and like it's yeah. cool. Like I I also kind of while I'm sick of comic book movies, I kind of like it was just slightly but like this is not in any way based on any I, kind yeah, of comic I, book. Yeah, it doesn't live in a universe. I kind of don't put this in the comic book movie category. I mean, it is comic book. Movie. It's yeah. Joker, right. but uh, yeah, like. But it's of all of them, it's the most like realistic journey of how that villain becomes that villain. Like I believe that storyline, amongst all the other like you know getting dumped in acid and coming up to life, like that one. I'm like, oh, I could see somebody like this becoming this person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you went to see this on your wedding anniversary, right? Was your anniversary? Uh, or just a date night? I think so. Yeah, yeah, date night. We did okay. a date night. Yeah, yeah exactly. What yeah. did your wife think of it? She liked it. Yeah, she loved it. I mean, she thought it was really good, well acted. You know. Joaquin Phoenix was amazing in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's... yeah. We'll he's talk about it. When we get to the odds, it's pretty yeah. insane if you wanted to bet right. against Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, all right, so top spot. Let's talk about it. I saw it twice in the theater. Uh, most often, did you get to see Once Upon a Time? Yeah, I watched it. Okay, yeah, great, I thought great, it was great. Know, okay. So Once Upon a Time in yeah. Hollywood, your number one, Danny. My tell number us one, why. I saw it, I mean, you know, I think five times, which is insane. In the I mean, I... Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, yeah. I went to like a drive-in to see... You know, I, I tried to make it special I don't know because it was like a special movie to me I don't know it was very such a love letter to acting such I think definitely a movie probably better after multiple viewings uh, yeah. just something that I don't know none of these other movies really like come close to it on the list so yeah and yeah. you know pitch perfect performances by all the people in it so yeah, I don't know yeah Great same movie. for me like it was um, most honestly, if I can jump in here real fast like it's go for it when and not you depressing know, like the other. Like depressing, yeah, uh, yeah, obsessed with Margot Robbie. When the, when I first heard this was coming out, and I'm not like I'm not a Tarantino head. I know uh, Danny's fucking nuts about Tarantino, and I'm not saying I don't like. I love all his movies. Like, but it's like some people are just kind of on that next level. Like, I'm not part of that. But it was like when I first heard this was coming out, I was kind of fascinated. But I also thought he, 
I think he was gonna like trip up a little bit. Like I think he was gonna try to do some reenactment of these murders and then kind of like muddy like what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, and kind of like get right. into some like this is kind of fucked up thing. And he did the exact opposite. Like Danny was saying, like it was heartfelt the ending where it's almost like go to like just this alternate history thing that he does and he does really well and it just it was right. a fucking home run. Yeah, I mean it's he there's a romance for that era that I think he really dials in. I I like period pieces. I like when they really encapsulate encapsulate the moment in time and I think that that was such like an interesting specific moment in time, not just in the world but in Hollywood specifically. And I thought it was great and I do like it's weird Inglorious Bastards kind of changed the alternate or gave us an alternate yeah. uh, history on that. And he does, I can't think of, there, there hasn't been too many others where he's done that, but I do like that. I like to imagine, like, well, what if the Sharon Tate murders never happen, and yeah. then this is the outcome, and then where does that go from? I wonder if, because he's, is he only going to do 10 films, Quentin Tarantino? Is that what he said? Is that, is that what I've heard? That's what he says. Or... Yeah. Yeah. So the, the next one would be the 10th one, yeah. right? Because so, he's it's, such an eager maniac. You know he's waiting to just put up the 10th. And final film. I know, yeah, I can't. Yeah, right, 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 I, I right. can't believe we haven't seen right. just posters for that. The movie's not even written yet. He's just like the tenth and final film. It's like, what is it? Right. But it's also, uh, Danny, right. can you speak a little bit? Doesn't he kind of break it into, like, he breaks it into category? Like, there's a Tarantino universe, um, and then there's yeah. movies that exist in the Tarantino. Yeah, universe. I don't know much quite about that, but I know like I think the. Yeah, and in one universe they can watch the movie. Yeah, like, you can look it up. Like, it's just like it's like the Kill death. Bill people could watch Kill Pulp Bill's Fiction like, or something like that. I don't. I think it's reversed. It's reversed. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the, like, like Kill Bill, the Kill Bill two movies are supposed to be like a movie that exists in the Tarantino universe, and I think it's the same thing with like Death Death Card Death Death Proof. Death, like, death Proof. I don't know. Obviously, the guy's yeah. obsessed, and he's also said that he's going to make a TV show on that fake TV show that Leonardo DiCaprio did. So I don't know. <laughs> who knows? He gets. He's definitely an obsessive guy. He has some uh, stuff. But he's awesome. Definitely yeah, my favorite filmmaker. knocked out of the park. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we're up against as we are. We're going to have Danny around a little bit longer as we jump into the odds for these films. Brandana Gamley Corner brings to the jam. So uh, we're going to go through some just some quick odds on Best Picture, some of the acting, and then screenplays. Um, so, Dan, not a gambler. I am. I'm going to break this down a little bit. So we'll dive in, just <laughs> yeah. kind of give it right now. Danny was right. He was like, a uh, lot of hubbub about 1917 winning Best Picture. It is at minus 240. I also don't get uh, I don't get what that means. So yeah, yeah, minus I mean, yeah, 240. I'm going to tell you. I'm uh, so 1917 minus 240, Parasite plus 300, Once Upon a Time plus 600, Joker plus 1500, The Irishman plus 6,000, Marriage Story plus 10 grand, Jojo, Rob, Jojo Rabbit plus 10 grand, Little Women plus 20,000, Ford versus Ferrari versus, uh, plus 20,000. So this is basically just, um, it's a $100 bet wins you, if it's a plus, a $100 bet wins you 300. So Parasite is plus mm -hmm. 300. So if you bet 100 Parasite, you get 300. If it's a minus, you have to bet that much money to win 100, which means oh. it's the favorite. Ugh. So 1917 minus 240, you have to gotcha. bet 240. So right, right here, like you'll see a bigger discrepancy when we get to, I think great. I just jumped in and we'll come back. Like 
odds to win Best Actor. Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> yeah. minus two thousand two hundred. Adam Driver plus nine hundred. Wow. So that that's, that's the one and two spot. So you either have the one spot. That's a which, shame. I'm so Deca- I'm surprised DiCaprio's so low. It's crazy. Yeah, he's down there. Um, okay, so let's get into odds to win Best Picture. I just read them off. Danny, who should win? Who will win? Well, I think it's. I mean, I do think it's those those uh, that I think it's kind of interesting because it's oddly like just maybe not quite as clear cut. I also it's weird like how the odds must all just be based on like what they're winning in different festivals and things. Because how else would you like yeah. gauge odds? Uh, yeah, I, I think that definitely plays a factor. Because <laughs> yeah, it's think- so weird that movies seem to be like hot and then like this nineteen seventeen just seemed to have like maybe because it's winning stuff. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think that. At first, I would have thought, like, man, they, the Oscars love Tarantino. They like movies about Hollywood. Like, this seemed like maybe the one where, like, he could finally win, like, his... Uh, and it almost he, seemed he, to kind of look that he way. He hasn't won a Best Picture? He hasn't won Best Picture, no. I think he's won a writing Oscar. And he, I think he's won writing Oscars. Um, Parasite, also nominated for foreign language film. Yeah, so sometimes that seems like a trade-off, right? Like, we'll get right. you in the foreign language, but we're not going to get you in the Best yeah, yeah. Picture. I think it'd be a fucking shame if 1917 won because it's just kind of like, you know, we were talking about it. Like, ah, yeah, I mean, I might see it. I might what not. But isn't it like, like the last three years? Like, Shape of, was Shape of Water last year or two years ago? I think it was a couple was, years ago. Yeah. I think when you do make a movie about war, it seems that it's, you know, it seems important almost no matter what. But I don't know. I hope Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it, that it, it is going to be interesting at least this year for some wins. What do you think most of us? So here's my take. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, plus 600, and I like Danny's point, and Tarantino is very vocal about like second-to-last film. Isn't, isn't this the prime time the to get time? in this Oscar? Yeah. No, now that you're laying this out, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, this makes for a great, like, this makes for a great gambling option right here yeah. because it's plus 600. It's... It kind of had a lot of buzz because when did it come out too? I think that's also another thing that plays a big role. Is July or recently, something like that. Yeah, July. I was like, it felt like it came out over the summer, so it's lost a little bit of steam. But I'd be interested to see some kind of late, late push stories for Tarantino, never having won an Oscar. I could see this. I like this at plus six hundred uh, for a little gambling angle. And I think you're right. The pet, the that's a good thing to look out for, like Parasite, the the, the potential other ones that are, are high favorites that they could win other places. Yeah. Uh, so so, factor that in as well too. It's it's but um, it's also crazy. There's been a lot like around nowadays. Like people that vote, especially on Best Picture, because everyone gets to vote for that in the Academy. They don't have to see the movies or anything like that necessarily. There's not a right. clear cut way to prove anything or whatever. So you know, who knows like how this, why these things get. Yeah, is win. there a little bit of this too? Is like is is Netflix kind of like person non grata or whatever the statement is like are they kind of like is that a little bit against the model of like what the you know academy of motion picture and science is like hold dear and like prideful of like actually like seeing movies in a that's theater? an interesting so question what's that i, I think so although, that's an interesting question yeah. yeah i mean to think about like the streaming service coming in and kind of rocking the boat yeah I mean, would they they it's not like that they haven't had grudges before or you know basically gone against the grain just to, just because of, of history and standards right so it's like uh i, I could see them not wanting to nominate or, or, or win a uh or have a netflix movie win uh okay so best director odds we have uh sam mendez minus 650 for 1917 um boon joan ho for parasite plus 350 quentin tarantino plus 1400 Martin scorsese irishman plus 3300 todd phillips joker plus uh 6600 dan isn't there a thing where 
if you win best director you win best picture is that a thing i mean not always there's uh what i don't know like the year of traffic i know soderbergh won best director and i mean usually that's what the it it does end up that way but not always so yeah it seems kind of weird yeah i guess it definitely it definitely feels like this the the whole gimmick of the one take kind of just lends itself to sam mendes i mean i can't Uh see anyone else winning maybe todd phillips uh, because it is so unexpected for him to direct a movie like that, but that's a pretty long shot. He's he's not winning shit. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so I do like this. So, Tarantino has he won an Oscar for best director? Not for director, no. He's number one. Uh, plus fourteen hundred, brother. I got this circled AF. It's his ninth movie. Go. He's claiming it. I don't, man, I like I'm gonna, it. I, I'm gonna I'm going heavy. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Once upon a time in me taking out bank loans. All right. Um, <laughs> odds to win Academy Award for Best Actor. Uh, hit on this briefly earlier. Probably the biggest margin we have. Yes, I believe so. Joaquin Phoenix minus twenty two hundred. That means you bet two thousand two hundred dollars to win one hundred bucks. Uh, Adam Driver, Marriage Story plus nine hundred. Antonio Banderas plus seventeen hundred. Leonardo DiCaprio plus two grand. And Jonathan Price, The Two Popes, the sequel. The sequel, <laughs> back in the clear. Second one, <laughs> at plus two thousand. Who do you like here, Dan? Oh, for the actor. I yeah. mean, I get. I mean, I guess Walking Phoenix, and I mean, rightfully so. He was great. I mean, someone's already won for Joker. Right? Heath Ledger won one, I think. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so, yeah. That's that's the rule. Joker wins no matter what. <laughs> Joker wins. That's funny. Does Joaquin Phoenix does he have the hardware? Does he get a, he has an Oscar, right? Does he? I don't think so. Oh, mate, like did I don't the know. The Master? She maybe know these well, yeah, things. Yeah, wasn't it for yeah, the oh, the Scientology cool. movie? What was that? Didn't he and the Master. The yeah. Master? Yeah. I think he got it for the Master. All right, we'll see. Look this up. Yeah, look it up. Um all right, we'll go on to Academy Award for Best Actress. Renée Zellweger for Judy. Did anybody catch Judy? I didn't. I saw the trailer actually. <laughs> you saw the trailer. Thank you, bro. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah. That's about as close as I got. So this is this is probably the yeah this is uh, second closest gap. Renee Zellweger minus two grand. Scarlett Johansson plus a thousand for Marriage Story. Uh, Charlize Theron for Bombshell plus fifteen hundred. Uh, Sorcy Ronan Little Women plus eighteen hundred. Um, and then we have uh, Cynthia Irvo for Harriet plus two grand. Uh, Joaquin's been nominated twice. Walk the line and Gladiator. He's never won. Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio just won. So that's yeah. You know. Joaquin's taking yeah. this. Uh, save, but save your two grand. I mean, I would actually. I mean, I do like. I'd, I would pick. Di- I would want DiCaprio to win, honestly. But I definitely think Joaquin Phoenix will win. Yeah. Yeah, I'd stay away from that just because he's such a clear favorite, and I, you know, I wouldn't want to waste any money trying to. Yeah, the money's right. Yeah, time. I mean, you're betting two thousand three hundred dollars to win a hundred bucks. It's not worth it. Uh, well, and ScarJo. I mean, what's interesting? Nominated for actor Actors and, and supporting. supporting. Yeah. So, so I think Scar. So here's another thing. It's like, it's sometimes I talk about when two movies are nominated or two uh, performers are nominated in the same category. Does this split it a little bit? Like, is because no one knows the other thing. So I think in your head right. you could be thinking like, I want to give ScarJo the hardware. Not going to get it for best actress will hook her up in Best Supporting Actress. It has happened. Like, when Pacino won his Oscar, he was also nominated that year for Supporting, and he still won for Son of a Woman. Oh, for so, lead? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it... Well, because I like this. I like Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Marriage Story, Plus 1,000. I think... You like that? See, I can't... I can't, again, for the storyline, the Judy Garland story, the the last act of her life, the kind of sadness of it, I, can't, I, I didn't see it. I saw, like I said, I saw the trailer. I just can't see people voting against that. You yeah, know, they love the story more than 
uh, and it's one of it's kind of this bio, uh, you know, this. Bio- you know what? And you're, you're right. And also getting back to kind of my Netflix narrative of the Academy not necessarily like embracing that model with open arms. Uh, I'm going to back away from Marriage Story, even though that is ten to one odds. If they do make wacky picks, it does seem to be like in actresses sometimes like rather supporting or this like, maybe maybe is right. this their chance to give little women fucking something yeah it, maybe no, I, I, I like that and if you i mean if you wouldn't why wouldn't you go like pick a harriet tubman then like if they're gonna do so if they're gonna do wacky why wouldn't you go with the historical context because mm, i don't yeah. think anyone really that, saw that movie but, but I, I mean has that really mattered you know what yeah, I mean? if, I guess if so. we're trying to win a little i guess uh, i don't think anyone saw know. judy either honestly I don't think so. Either. Yeah. Does it? I, I does the academy that. like? Are, are they typically? Do they feel kind of backed into like inclusiveness? Because I know this was another like Oscar so white year where people piss off but about that. Like, does it help them yeah. avoid some heat? Isn't why like Moonlight? I feel like that's a big reason why Moonlight won Best Picture not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, odds to win Academy Award before three white guys get too far and down the plank. <laughs> before we get canceled? Is that what you're saying? Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Brad Pitt, minus two grand. Joe Pesci, plus, 1800, or plus 800. Tom Hanks, plus 1,500. Al Pacino, plus 1,800. Anthony Hopkins, two popes. Popes two? Back in the head. Popes two, baby. Uh, plus 3,300. Do you see two popes by chance? No. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I saw a poster for it in the subway. <laughs> there you go. Okay, that's pretty close to Paul seeing a trailer for Judy. Uh, so who do you like here? Uh, I mean, Brad Pitt. It's, I mean, I definitely like Brad Pitt. And, he's to sweet, win. He's and it seems right? like I mean, he's Every, been winning everyone, everything. Yeah, so. everyone's getting him for this one. Which, Which is yeah. just kind of like Lacroix. I don't get how it's like. Pete, there just seems to be like, oh, it's gonna be him, and just like this word of mouth. And I don't know. I mean, yes, they do win in other awards so there's kind of odds based on that but i don't know i don't quite get how these rumor how this momentum gets started yeah i hope you could tell us but it's like he's just like he's crushing it like, he's also great I mean, I hope yeah he he's really him. yeah he's really fucking good who do you like most awesome uh considering i have only seen one of these movies i'm gonna go with brad pitt because i you like that i, one. I thought he was great i thought sure. it was fantastic yeah i loved it Oh man, you're so biased on shit you've seen. All right, um, and, and 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 you compared him to Lacroix, so and I'm drinking Lacroix. So it's like <laughs> clearly I, I like my like you know filtered down Brad Pitt. All right, uh, best supporting actress. Um, still, man, these are just some big gaps. We'll get into screenplays after this. Uh, Laura Dern, Marriage Story, minus sixteen hundred. Margot Robbie, oh, smoke show. For Bombshell, plus eight hundred. Florence Pugh, Give it Little to her. Women, plus one K. Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit, plus twenty five hundred. Uh, Kathy Bates, Richard Jewell, plus thirty five hundred. Didn't we see Richard Jewell? I actually saw it. Was it good? It was weird. Again, once if I like we, Eastwood flicks. It was okay, but it was kind of cartoony. It's so like once the movies like they really hit home. Like this is based on a true story. I just find myself wondering a lot of time. Like wait, it happened like that? Or we yeah. not like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I never know what's. But up. that one, that one deviated from the actual events of history. Like a couple characters were this consolidation of multiple FBI agents and. Like, that's the thing that I feel with that story in particular is, is it's not really, like, a true story because a lot of those characters didn't exist. They're, they're amalgamations of a bunch of other people that they've just formed into one person. Yeah, but, you know, then at the same time, it's like, well, you're making a movie. You have to do something. You know, sure. Yeah. Oh, so, so it's weird. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so on this, I guess, um, Scarlett Johansson plus 2500 is interesting to me. I know... Um, so I this thought is she was great. Movie. What's that, buddy? Yeah. I thought she was great in Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, it's just like, like I think Dan's... I thought she was the best part. I don't think she's going to win for this, but... 
I think the Academy likes a historical movie. I think they want to give something to Jojo Rabbit. I think Scarlett Johansson is nominated in two categories, and I think this is a place to get her the hardware. Right. I, think, I think it's going to be Laura Dern. I think people just somehow she seems to be everywhere. People seem to love her. Like and that she Netflix and she narrative? is great in mess. The lawyers are some of the best actors in Marriage Story. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, so definitely her. I think I'm going to I'm going to do I'm going to do Scarlett Johansson. I'm going to do Scarlett Jo. One hundred dollars to win twenty five hundred. Count me in. All right, best of the go. West, uh, best original screenplay. Once upon a time in Hollywood, minus one sixty. That means you bet one sixty to win one hundred. <laughs> gotcha. All right, you got it now. Parasite plus one seventy five. Marriage Story plus six fifty. Nineteen seventeen plus seventeen hundred. Knives Out on the map, brother. Plus twenty four hundred. It's such. A, I mean, it's such a. But it's such an interesting like script. Like I'm surprised. Like I'd almost want that to win. I don't think it. I mean, although maybe if they want to give it something. So I don't know, Tarantino, he's won. All of his Oscars have been writing Oscars. They yeah. could just do that again if they want. I guess maybe, but maybe there's a little bit of just like, hey, this is the year we give him the best picture, so now we can let... Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's kind of an interesting one. I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know where it's at. I don't know who I want to win in that, because like I say, I think Knives Out is such a tight, interesting script. But yeah, And I love but I love Once One Another in Hollywood a lot more, but I don't know if I'd be like, well, it's the script that I mean, it's good, but it's just kind of two different right. things. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's hard. It's probably a stay yeah. away. I, but, I, yeah, I, I did like Parasite Story, so I mean, I, I I don't know if it's best screenplay or not, but I, I like the concept of it. I like the idea of it. Like I said, I felt like it took a bunch of jumps in the story in the in the movie itself, but cause the concept I like. But I, you know, I haven't seen it uh, aside from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Those are the only two that I've seen. So. I mean, Parasite's definitely the most, like, out of the box. Like, tough to just put into a category, I'd say. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, and the last one, we'll wrap it up with best uh, adapted screenplay. Or, uh, yeah, this first one, sorry, let me scroll down. Everybody just relax. Where is it? Where is it? Looking forward to... Who will be mentioned first opening monologue? What? Fuck it, we'll do that. All right, um, what who will be mentioned first in opening monologues? Um, Australia wildfires plus 150, climate change Ooh. plus 250, Donald Trump plus 300, Iran or Iraq plus 650. Uh, getting two there. Getting two for the 650. Ricky Gervais plus 1K. Uh, Greta Thunberg plus 2K. Puerto Rico plus 2,500. Harvey Weinstein plus 4,000. Uh, and Chet Hanks plus five thousand. Who's hosting this? Well, there is no host. That's another. The Oscars always yeah. just constantly retweaking. They didn't have a host last year. I guess it oh. kind of worked for them or something. They think yeah. so. So who'd mention? Uh, I guess it would be. So what? Okay. So now we need to know what. Who's presenting first? Yeah, I don't know. I know last year, like they had, I think what was it, like Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, and Amy Poehler kind of came out and kind of did some jokes slightly. Yeah. So it kind of seemed like. You were trying to dip their toe into it, but yeah, I don't know. So I guess since there's no host, that's probably why they're not the announcer isn't going to be like fuck Donald Trump. Like, yeah, actually, well, yeah. So whoever does come up there, I think the so I didn't know if it's jokey or if some people are going to go up there, which I think they will do. To yeah. your point, and do kind of a song and dance. I think with the thing being dismissed, like the impeachment thing or whatever, like I'm going with Donald Trump plus three hundred. I think it's safe, but. Hmm. I'm surprised Kobe Bryant was on there. I would have, I would have uh, probably, gone, mm. I would probably have gone with Kobe Bryant. Although the timing, but, we're still like a week. It's another week from now. Yeah. Oh, God, we're going to yeah. keep doing these. Um, all right, will Brad Pitt bring a date to the Oscars? Yes, plus 170, no, minus 250. I'm going to actually go no on that. I think no. 
So wait, we could win? Like what's so no is oh no. Minus two fifty. Yeah. I got bet two fifty to one hundred. Gotcha. Uh, will Brad Pitt hug Jennifer Aniston on camera during the Oscars? Jennifer Aniston going to be at the Oscars? Yes, it's plus yeah. 500. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, I have no idea. What, how, I mean, people want that to happen. So <laughs> there, yeah. <laughs> but most awesome. Do you want that to happen? No, yeah. I don't yeah, want yeah, it to happen. This, there's there's a, there's people much of, under the bus. Like, you're just like, yeah, exactly. people, this would warm people's hearts. Wait, I don't, you don't want that to happen? You don't want him to hug his ex-wife? No, fuck no. i think i think they're leaning into this a little bit like their obsession with it and everything like after you saw them at the sag awards and they're all like it just seemed a little like you know what you're doing to the tabloids and you're driving them fucking nuts um all right danny well thanks for hopping on we're up against it we're gonna get to the neapolitan showdown um we will post some of these odds and picks on our instagram we'll see Enjoy sure. the Oscars. Dan, we'll have you back soon. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. I'll see you next year. Later, brother. Yeah, thanks, Danny. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. Alright, Neapolitan Showdown. What started out as ranking some fucking ice cream flavors just turned into the obsession of the country. Uh, we're doing top three best statues. That's what we're talking about today. Um, Alright, buddy. It's so, fu- um, it's so funny honor- that you mentioned of that Oscar the Oscar statue. Oscar because statue. I didn't even think of any of those statues. Like the build, like all those trophies were. I thought none of those. I thought big ticket statues all the way that's so funny i was in the exact i was just like you're gonna see on my i like my statues huge the big yeah. the bigger the better on the bigger the better okay good good might good, be lined up good, good, good. um all right out of the gate i have um the greek statue of nike that's in the louvre um Ooh. i saw that in person um like four years ago but it's kind of right. has like so it's a bust like no arms, no head, and just kind of wings going back and kind of has a vibe like the front of the ship. You know what I'm talking about? We'll post it on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, just, I'm cultured. All I'm right. Okay. Just trust me, bro. If I hadn't been Don't, to Paris, I would have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I like how you dropped the fun fact that you went to the Louvre. Yeah. I was go. trying to, well, yeah, the nerves inside of me, I was honestly practicing saying the Louvre in the bathroom. I was like, I got to get it right. Because nothing's more like fucked up than like trying to sound cultured, but they're just like mispronouncing shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The flight being long. I got it. Yeah, so the wings back. Um, the head, and it's, it's just like, it was on top of a flight of stairs. So I'm just walking upstairs. And it's kind of looking at you like it's on the front of a ship. It's just, it's a powerful sculpture, bro. It's a good statue. Yeah. I, I've never been to the Louvre, so <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go local with mine. Very local. You've seen this. If you've ever watched any like Detroit Championship games, the Pistons, you know Tigers in the World Series, I'm talking about the spirit of Detroit. It's the guy holding the, like the sun thing in one hand, oh yeah, on the other, and typically they throw on the the sport jersey of whatever team's in that championship run. Yeah, on it. So Red Wings, Pistons. It's never worn a Lions jersey. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, so I love it. I've seen it multiple times. Uh, it's a great little piece of, of art history and uh, good size. And I, I like the fact that on all of these, on my list, all of these are ones that I have seen in person. Yes. Oh, that's good. That's not, you know yeah. what? You beat me there. Yeah, I, I almost yeah. have to, you know, you probably, we'll do the score, but I'm going to give you the, 
<laughs> victory statue on that. Just right. the fact that you're right. your list is legit. You've seen this shit. Right. Christ the Redeemer. I'm, I haven't seen you, bro. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so getting into my number two, Christ the Redeemer. Because I like oh. my... <laughs> I, <laughs> I like my... I have not seen it in person. I like my statues yeah. big. That's a bit... It's... Um, I, Put down a little. That's pretty big. Put down some fun facts. Um, completed in 1931 in Rio de Janeiro. Obviously, 98 feet tall, and he's kind of just gigantic and towering over it. It's just fucking. It's impressive. It is impressive if you see it in person. You, <laughs> yeah, it's just like my it really kind of. Comes I don't know, home. man. My Wikipedia yeah, searches took my breath away. <laughs> right. Exactly. Every time I watch. What one of the Fast and Furious yeah. is where the, the big shot from it, yeah. Um, I like it. I'm gonna go with another big statue. I'm gonna go with the statue, USA all the way, the Statue of Liberty, Lady Liberty, baby. That's a big one for you, Lady Liberty. That is my number one, and obviously I've seen it, quote unquote, yeah, yeah, in person. Here. I've seen it sure. on like the other side of like a pier. I'm just like, that's the fucking Statue of Liberty. Haven't been to it. You've been to it. Nope. I haven't been to the island, but I've done. I have taken the little like peer tour. Very first, Doctor Misses the Commish was neither a doctor nor Misses the Commish, Ooh. just uh, dating the Commish, and uh, we did the the stereotypical first time in New York. Obviously, she grew up in New York. I did not, and uh, did the whole touristy tour vibe. Went to Times Square, did the boat tour around the city. It's fun. You guys are legit my favorite couple. There is something nice about, I think, when you've been in the city a little bit. I, did you do it when you were in L.A.? Did you ever go just, like, cheese ball and just kind of do, the, like, the touristy shit? Like, you take, like, no, a No, we never did that, though. That's the that's funny thing. We never did. Like, we never went to the Getty. We yeah. never went, like, to. we never went to the beach as much as we probably should have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is weird to think, living in L.A., and, uh, you know, we, we basically kind of we're living our lives. Yeah, you know yeah what I mean? exactly. Yeah, fuck the beach. But this is like a, this is a date night hack is maybe if you're just like you got to do something in a relationship, maybe do like a little uh, just do a like something on brand for touristy. Like do a little touristy theme night in the city you live in. Ooh. Like what would people Ooh. do in this city if they were visiting? Look at I've that. always wanted. I've always pushed for Brandana dating tips. Now, <laughs> here we've got one. I like it. Let's go see that Christ the Redeemer statue together. Um, all right, Statue of Liberty is my number one. What do you get at your top spot, bro? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Lincoln Memorial. If you've ever been to the Ooh. did the eighth grade Washington D.C. trip, no the man. Lincoln Memorial, nineteen. I think it's nineteen stories. It's huge. It's massive. It's Just nineteen stories it's, high. That's why. That's why. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe it's not 19 stories. <laughs> I thought I read that. I, I mean, I love to look. That sounds pretty fucking. I you were there. Yeah, what did I say that? That sounds crazy. Yeah, it sounds. Now, drink everybody. <laughs> you know what the Lincoln Memorial is. Um, yeah, but I thought it was like I thought it was huge, and I was also in eighth grade, so maybe it was <laughs> sure. 19 much bigger eighth grade stories. Um, all right, you check out that, bro. You will get the victory because you actually were so on point in the fact that you made sure you actually saw all these in real life. Um, all right, oh, guys. It's, it's it's fifty feet, ten stories, right? Isn't ten feet a story? Yes. So it's fifty feet. My bad. I was off that's by. Five. Yeah. That's five stories. I was off by fourteen. 
feet. So it's the fourteen stories. It's, it's the second furthest off since how many three pointers Ben Simmons has oh, made. Is this my Ben Simmons moment? You know what it is, and the Neapolitan victory goes to Brandana. That's right. Oh, no. <laughs> you always said it. Oh, I flew too close to the sun. I shouldn't have give. I should have given less facts that I didn't know about. You went for it, bro. Um. All right, guys. Thanks. This has been the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast episode. One on one. Thanks for sitting in. Um, send us an email. It may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the Oscars. Hit us up on our Instagram. Obviously, let's finish with the MVP of the week. There's obviously going to be a little bit more of a uh, serious note. Most awesome, and yeah. I have the at the same MVP. It's going to be Kobe Bryant. Uh, what's your thoughts, real fast? Most awesome. Yeah, I mean, I uh, so there's a ton of thoughts in here, and. Uh, I mean, you and I, just to kind of go on the macro of this, I'm going to play Brandana right here. Yeah. You, know, you and I kind of struggled with this because in, in times of tragedy and things like that, especially with the way we see it going on social media, it's hard to kind of insert yourself in the tragedy. And we wanted to stay clear of that. We didn't yeah. want to make you know us about the tragedy and just focus on the tragedy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many stories out there, so many great stories that are coming out. Uh, and really, the thing that I, I have just a bunch of notes jotted down, so I don't know if this is going to make sense, but I think the most like thing that meant the most to me was like his appreciation of like work and the craft work of it, and like wanting to leave a legacy after basketball. Like those, all those little things were really impactful to me to see it. I think that those are good messages to pull out of this, you know, the passing of this, obviously like you know, tragedy. This tragic event but to see like a guy who is so focused on doing good after basketball and being not just like a a success in basketball after basketball but finding other ventures to do it was something that uh, I found to be inspiring or or a silver lining to come out of this Kobe Bryant his daughter Gianna John Altabelli his wife Carrie Altabelli their daughter Alyssa Altabelli Christina Mauser Sarah Chester daughter Peyton Chester and the pilot Ara Zobian you know, it's just terrible. It's 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 a terrible tragedy, and uh, you know, yeah. I mean, not too much to say about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sarah Chester and Peyton Chester just wanted to get all the names out there on the uh, the people on the flight. Uh, I'm gonna get in it on this tip. Uh, I do. Um, you know, I second your things about Kobe, and I think it hits us a little bit harder when we see someone kind of in our own age range that was achieving success, like kind of pass away, because it's mm-hmm. less about like a sports icon that kind of a generation before yours like passing away that makes a little bit more sense and it kind of gets everybody just thinking about mortality i, I just close out with this um i don't get too heavy handed obviously i don't know everyone listening i would just say that i think a lot of times we all champion just letting the people around you know how much you love them and i would just say if you've lost loved ones or whatever that uh that you feel guilty like the goodbye wasn't quite right or there's wish something you would have said different that they they probably know you know they there's a good chance that they knew how much you loved them and if you're beating yourself up about like some goodbyes that didn't go down exactly how you wanted them to like it's probably all good so go easy on yourself guys most awesome brand sports podcast we will see you next week